It is election day. The polls open in less than 45 minutes now. Close at 8, and you can watch your vote count tomorrow when we come back. In the meantime, on a national basis, there are a lot of issues uh, that will come to the fore and a lot of important ballot questions throughout the country. Uh, But it's also a dry run for 2024. Ryan Schmelz, our Fox News radio correspondent, WJR contributor, joining us live on Election Day 2023. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Um, I, I, uh, one of the big things we're following here in the Midwest is the abortion question down in Ohio. This is uh, a lot like the reproductive rights question that voters in Michigan decided uh, back in November 2022. Uh, there are a number of questions like that throughout the country, correct? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. But obviously, this is the one that's getting the most attention and certainly the one that has the most outside money pouring into it. So I think this is going to be a real big tone setter for, you know, just how strong this abortion issue really is. And certainly Democrats have been very passionate about it, putting a lot of money into a lot of these nationwide races, especially the ones, you know, like you just mentioned in Michigan, but also now here in Ohio. So, you know, where this goes, we don't know yet, but it certainly is something that that proves that once again, this is a a very passionate issue for uh, Democrats, and it very well could be a political liability for Republicans. There's also um, a, a vote in Virginia for the Virginia Assembly, which is up for grabs. Republicans holding that narrow majority in the state House, Democrats leading in the state Senate. If uh, either of those chambers flip, that could give uh, Glenn Youngkin, the governor there, uh, the clear way to implement uh, a ban on abortions after 15 weeks, which is what he wants to do. Yeah, and Glenn Youngkin has has been kind of one of the few really uh, governors really taking a hard stance on abortion in terms of, you know, setting a 15-week abortion ban but not really going any farther or farther less than that. He's kind of used polling data uh, as one of his justifications for the 15-week abortion ban, but also Roe v. Wade, where, you know, that was kind of the, the established law there. So so Yunkin, is, certainly this could be a, uh, an indicator of if, of if he's going to have presidential aspirations in the future, if he's able to potentially flip one of the legislatures or hold one of the legislatures there, or chambers, I should say. So this is, yeah, I think this might be the state that kind of proved that, that, that test or that, that signal for what could happen next year uh, when we get into the 2024 presidential election. If Virginia is able to hold most or at least, you know, either hold or flip most of its chambers in terms of Republicans or Democrats, I think that could be the big tone setter for where the country is uh, on a lot of a lot of these key issues. Ryan, uh, President Biden trails in five of six battleground states that poll just came out. Could the results of the election here sort of make a decision or help decide? I mean, people are saying, Biden, you have to step aside. Like if there's a poor showing for Democrats today, could that matter? I think it could be a possibility. I think certainly every single race is unique here. I think one of the races we're kind of looking at as a possible indicator for if President Biden is truly that unliked uh, in many places in the country is probably the Kentucky governor's race. And that's because you have a very popular uh, incumbent Democrat in a red state in Andy Bashir, and he's running against uh, somebody who is considered to be a strong, a strong candidate in Daniel Cameron, the attorney general. But if Daniel Cameron is able to pull this off and defeat Bashir, who's somebody who has 
you know, the name recognition of his father being a former governor, but also the fact that he has strong approval numbers himself. That might be an indictment on Joe Biden as the president, because there could be a lot of issues that just sink Bashir. So I think that's kind of one of the indications of Biden's popularity is whether or not Andy Bashir is able to pull it off in Kentucky and once again get reelected to that position the way his father did a couple of years ago. Ryan, how much does election security and election denial loom over this election? I don't know if it's really playing the same role it did maybe last election cycle where you had the big time midterm elections and you had Donald Trump's name very prevalent. You had Trump pushing a lot of primary candidates and trying to, in many ways, play revenge tour, getting some of those who voted to impeach him out of office. I think, you know, Peter Meyer, perfect example of that in Michigan. And you had a lot of people who were running for office who were running on grievances of the 2020 election, saying that it is it was stolen. It was stolen from former President Trump uh, and, and making election security a big issue. And in some cases, that really cost a lot of Republicans in a lot of states that they felt were or a lot of districts they felt were winnable across the country. I don't see that really being a big talking point this time around. So I don't know if it's going to play a factor the way it did last year. Uh, Ryan, uh, Tate Reeves uh, is running for a second term in Mississippi as governor. He's running against uh, Democrat uh, Brandon Presley, who is the cousin of Elvis Presley. Second now. cousin. Yeah. So <laughs> so is this uh, is is this going to be uh, more about name recognition or money or both? Well, I think this issue is, is, you know, have some of the political scandals or some of the issues that have happened in Mississippi going to come back to bite? Tate Reeves in the butt. And that's because you have the the Jackson water crisis and you have a welfare scandal that's going on in Mississippi that's involving Brett Favre. You know, so is that going to come back and haunt Tate Reeves? Because this is a race, you know, I lived in Mississippi. It's not a place where Democrats normally win. But you are seeing a Democrat polling very well in that state, yet he is still the underdog. Tate Reeves is still a favorite to win here. But, you know, could Democrats use this as a talking point to say, oh, well, this is what happens when you have a strong candidate and a flawed governor in Mississippi. So, you know, I don't know how many implications this could have nationwide, but this just could be a classic case of maybe not the strongest candidate and having a number of state issues going on that have been blamed on him, sometimes unfairly, sometimes fairly. We'll let you decide that. But this has pretty much opened the door for Brandon Presley to be competitive here. And whether or not he can pull it off or not, I think that's kind of what we're going to find out today. Ryan, we just have a minute left. But how dialed in are voters on an election like this one that's not a presidential election? Judging by some of the data we have, usually it is hard to have good voter turnout in a race like this when you are not, you know, in a traditional election year. you know, so the states that have gubernatorial races usually do a little bit better, but the states where it's just a state legislature race or, or mayoral elections and stuff like that, usually they don't get the best turnout. So I, I think that expect a low voter turnout compared to what we're going to see next year or the year prior. So I, I think that's what you're going to be watching. You know, there was for anti-Trump uh, Republicans, there was kind of this fever dream that if Glenn Youngkin could get the legislature in Virginia in Republican hands, that he might consider a run in 2024 is that still an operating idea in some deep pocket donor circles 
Yeah, somebody I was talking to yesterday said that you can't rule it out, but at the same time, it's just so late in the game for somebody like Glenn Youngkin to get into the race. You know, we're only about two months away from Iowa, so it would be unrealistic for Youngkin to run for for, for president if he were to have a big night tonight. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if the, if the rumblings get louder if he does have a good night, but I think really this is kind of more of a referendum on 2028 than it is on 2024 for him. All right. We will watch it all unfold this evening on Fox News Channel, on Fox Radio, on uh, our hourly updates, half-hourly updates here on uh, News Talk 760. Ryan Schmelz, you have a great evening. Hey, you too. Thank you so much as always, guys. All right. Ryan Schmelz, our Fox News Radio correspondent and WJR contributor. When we come back, protecting your kids, your pets, and others from an autonomous car that may not see so well in the dark.